Welcome back to the Middle Tech Podcast. My name is Nate Ansatomaso. My co-host is Evan Knowles. We have an awesome episode with the executive director of the Von Allman Center for Entrepreneurship, Warren Nash. He has a lot of great insight into the area. You won't want to miss it. Let us know what you think. Email us at middletechpodcast at gmail.com. Let's do it. Again, welcome back to the Middle Tech Podcast. My name is Nate. I'm here with Evan. Hey, everyone. Um, and today we're excited to be on the University of Kentucky's campus. Uh, we're in the Gatton College of Business Economics, joined by the Executive Director of the Von Allman Center for Entrepreneurship, Warren Nash. How are you doing, Warren? Doing great. Thanks for having me today. Of course. Thanks for coming on. Uh, so we had uh, we had sent you the last podcast that we talked about, UK. I and it. I remember you had some uh, strong opinions about it. Uh, I wanted to make sure that we saw the whole picture of what's going on, UK. <laughs> you are absolutely on point of the importance of university commercialization. Mm-hmm. No question. But I wanted to kind of hopefully share with folks some of the new things that are happening. Yeah. Uh, uh, new relationships that are being built. But... In essence, I mean, just this podcast alone tells me mm-hmm. things are happening in this region. Yeah, absolutely. Five years ago, you know, who would even thought about this? So I'm excited. So I just want to make sure everybody, university systems are different. Mm-hmm. And we're pushing it, and I love the way that you're challenging that. I think that's important. Awesome. Yeah, so we definitely want to get into all that. I guess let's just talk about you okay. uh, to start. Sure. Can you kind of give us um, your background and how you got to this position okay. that you're in now? It's, it's, uh, it's been interesting. I actually am an attorney by training. Okay. Uh, I went to Chase Law School, went to Georgetown College right down the road for my undergraduate. And I have uh, worked with the state uh, for many years, uh, for about 9 to 10 in finance, Worked for Georgetown College for about six in plan giving, using my legal background. And from there, went to the cabinet, and that's where the connection comes back to this position. Uh, in, that, in that cabinet, I was the director of, of excuse me, the deputy commissioner uh, at my last part of the gig at the economic development cabinet was deputy commissioner for uh, the Department of Commercialization and Innovation. Okay. So in that capacity, we were implementing many of the legislative mandates that have been put in place by the Kentucky Innovation Act. It was enacted, I think, in 2000. Mm -hmm. So there were things that we were working on with that. We worked with startups, worked with commercialization, um, worked with a lot of the programs that are out there, Idea State, Mm -hmm. uh, that now have actually the finals will be this weekend, was started at that time, the the SBRSTTR matching program that maybe we've heard about that Kentucky has was started at that time. So those are things where I worked with startups. And then from there, the position of the director of the Lexington Innovation Office opened up. Mm-hmm. I applied, took that position, and worked in that for about six or seven, I guess it was close to seven years. Mm-hmm. And Eric Hartman has now been hired into that position, and I moved into the position of the director of the Von Allman Center. So one people don't realize is that the Lexington Innovation Office, which is downtown, yeah. Commerce Lexington, is a part of the Von Allman Center for Entrepreneurship. Okay. That was one of the questions we wanted to ask. That's that a lot of people, that because it see it downtown, it's really our, what we call our downtown presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is part of uh, a network that was established and we used to, and is managed by the Cabinet for Economic Development. That's the Kentucky Innovation Network. There's 12 mm-hmm. offices like that. Yeah. Each have their partners that help to fund it. Mm-hmm. UK is the funding partner for the Lexington Innovation Office okay. through the Von Allman Center. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And the person we have down there, I mean, it's all about people. I mean, Eric Hartman was hired, I think we're going on two years ago. Eric has had a startup mm -hmm. uh, coming in with, uh, out of a biomedical technology background. He's a biomedical engineer. Mm -hmm. uh, he has seven or eight patents to his name. People don't realize that. He has commercial, uh, commercialized technologies. Brings a lot of wealth of information, which will be important to this whole discussion is finding people that can talk the talk yeah. as it relates to that. Yeah. And then on, on campus, we have Miriam Gorgian. Mm -hmm. uh, Miriam has been with us seven years. Mm -hmm. uh, she is uh, doing a fantastic job with the boot camp, which we'll talk about probably at some point. Mm -hmm. And uh, we really touch from students all the way through the community. And even though we're on campus, we very much want to embrace community entrepreneurs and regional entrepreneurs. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things I really like about the Von Allman Center and, um, you know, your work with the Kentucky Innovation Network is mm -hmm. it, you know, obviously you're physically here mm -hmm. on campus, mm -hmm. but it's, you're, you're evangelical about the startup world just around Lexington and even around the whole Bluegrass region. It's a, it's, you know, it's an exciting place to be right now. There are challenges. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the big challenge for most people as it relates to this is they're not very patient from people who fund these type of programs, they have a frustration sometimes. Results take a while, you know, mm -hmm. and there are pivots and there are changes. But when there's a success, it's amazing. I mean, let's look at Gun Media Holdings and the development of that game and mm -hmm. the sale of Friday the 13th. I mean, it's been fantastic what's happened there. West Keltner's been fantastic. Whole new industry for Lexington. Takes time, but he's been assisted by you know, by the Innovation Office, by SBDC, by the Kentucky, uh, our Bluegrass Angels, all those groups. And we actually work with the Angel groups very closely. Mm -hmm. So with, uh, with the work at Lexington uh, Innovation Office, what's the day-to-day -day look like there? I, you know, it's, it's, you have to be a little bit of a general practitioner because you never know what's coming in the door. Uh, you could be working with a researcher that's developing new cancer therapy. You could have someone that is developing new e-commerce platform. Uh, you could have someone coming in with an idea that really doesn't, isn't going to be scalable and some challenges, but you want to give them that time to walk, can work through that. Mm -hmm. So you get from one end of the spectrum, idea on the back of a napkin, trying to explain to them, oh, I'm ready for investors. No, you're not ready for investors. <laughs> you know, we got a long ways to go yeah. in that education process too. But it's interesting. You've got that in and you've got faculty, very, very smart, very intelligent, maybe not as business savvy, mm -hmm. but convincing them you keep doing what you do well, and that's developing the technology. Let us find people to come in and be your business partners and actually help you with it, with the process. And then you make a decision whether you want to commercialize something, take it into a startup, and go from there. So you have both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. So it's, 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 you got to be ready for everything. Yeah. Sounds like it. One thing that we talked about um, on that podcast that you had listened to that mm -hmm. episode um, was how research at the university, mm -hmm. um, and I know we have the university as the office of the commercialization office. Yeah, Te Office of Technology Commercialization. That, yeah, yeah, OTC, the Office of Technology Commercialization. Um, how, how does the, you know, the fact that UK is such a research-focused university, how does that impact your work as well as just the startup environment around Kentucky? Oh, I think it's an engine. I think mm -hmm. last year they reported for 2017, 331 million in research grants had come in. Wow. Now that's various, you know, you got various types of research. Yeah. Some of those were not developed, were not going into, uh, into uh, to, uh, commercializing a technology. Mm -hmm. But there's so much information, ideas uh, coming out of that is trying to capture 
what can be commercialized. So the Office of Technology Commercialization is headed by Ian McClure. They're actually located in Aztec, where we're actually located. Our, our campus uh, location is in Aztec. We're on the same floor. We have been, especially the last two years, collaborating more on programs with OTC to try to capture some of those early stage out of that research. So the program that we launched, I think it was January of 17, was the UK Excel program. Mm-hmm. and is open to UK researchers and faculty uh, that have done research and produced intellectual property that they have disclosed to OTC, that's mm-hmm. using that abbreviation, and we put them, th- we take them in and we develop a framework for them to go through thinking about the technology, but not spend as much time on the technology as the business model, the market, what regulatory are you going to have to go through? What, how are you going to get it out of the market? You know, we actually sometimes put them through and have them do a marketing brochure on their idea just to get them thinking about, yeah. you know, what is of the key things that are so different about this? What is amazing is just to watch a scientist or a researcher mm-hmm. evolve to where it takes them forever to explain something to where they can get it down. And, and we had someone sitting in the meeting, I turned to her and said, you know, Two weeks ago, you could not have begun to explain that to me in, in, in two minutes. You just did that. Yeah. And that's important for them to see. The goal of that is it's, an immerse, it's a very immersive process. It's three months. They work with the OTC staff, with our staff, and we actually rent a desk down at Awesome Inc. Mm-hmm. And they actually spend time and require to be down there five hours a week at a minimum mm-hmm. to go and be down there. Keith works with them uh, and coaches them. Uh, it's been interesting to take faculty down there, especially if they've been in a wet lab. The one we took one through, and they said, "Where's the wet lab space?" I said, "Oh, you're not going to be working on your technology. Yeah. No, no, you're talking about your business models." <laughs> and it's really been, as much as it seems odd to put a scientist in that environment, mm-hmm. they have all thrived in that. And so it's really been an interesting program. We've had three, four. I think we've had four, 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 or go through, we have another one that's about to graduate, and we have one currently in the, in the, in the system. We hope to increase that. Yeah. Um, and Miriam's going to be taking on a role a little closer with OTC of helping to find and identify those folks and take it through that process. Very cool. So are you matching, you, know, you might have a scientist come up with you know, a technology or an idea. Uh-huh. Are you matching those students with students maybe with a business background? Are you networking with them at all to help them find a team? Well, now for the boot camp, we do that. Yeah. For this UK Excel, it's pretty much focused on them going through the framework. And, and you know what, they're, what they're at, at their graduation is, is actually every piece of that framework, they develop a PowerPoint slide. Mm-hmm. So for the market, okay, that's, that's, your in, that's your deliverable. At the end of the day, they've got a 10-minute presentation that goes through all the key things yeah. related to that. Now, we would take that, and I think the next step logically would be the Entrepreneur's Boot Camp that we do in the fall. And that's the new program we started three years ago. Nate, you participated yep. last year, uh, where we take UK research and ideas like this. Because let's go back to the UK Excel. We want to make sure that they want to go forward with it. Yeah. At that point, they ain't going to decision. Do I want to do this within a startup? Or is this something that I really would want to develop further for licensing purposes? Do we need to create a company for purposes of licensing? So they come out of that saying, where do I want to go with this? Mm-hmm. So you're testing that that researcher as to do they have that entrepreneurial spirit or they know they don't but they're willing to bring people in that do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So back to the boot camp. They could very easily bring that idea, we would develop a team, put business students around that 
And that's the goal of the boot camp is there could be a student idea, there could be a community idea, there could be a, a coming out of UK research. It's open to all of those. They are the project team lead. We take it off in August, we go through 14 weeks, business model, lead startup, networking, how to network, how to present, how to pitch, what's it mean to raise money, all those things are covered uh, for no credit. And you know that's exactly what we would do with one of those teams. I think we've had, I'm trying to think, if we've had at least two UK, well one UK, two of the UK Excel, the very first program we had Interpret, which was Chase Kapinski, Mm-hmm. And uh, we had Flaming Fox, and I'm blanking on the name right now, that came out of public health. They were UK research that came in through the boot camp. They actually went the other way around boot camp and then into UK Excel. Hmm. So you can go back and forth. Got it. Yeah, from what I've seen with the, with the boot camp, I think it's awesome how you bring in you know, students from different colleges into one place. Because you wouldn't want you know, necessarily just business students no. working. You wouldn't just want engineers the beauty of a startup is a bunch of people with different skills coming together and building something. Well, so we all know business. engineers would be tinkering all yeah. the time, yeah. right? They <laughs> still be back there tinkering. The business people would be so caught up in the numbers that you need the imagination, mm-hmm. and the, but you need some say, okay, let's let's put some numbers to that. Yeah. You know, what does that mean? How am I going to make money out of this? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. Yeah. Is there uh, anything else about the boot camp that you didn't cover that you want to talk about? Because I know I did, like you mentioned, I did boot camp. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was this past year. It might have been two years ago. You were the first one. You were in the second quarter. Yeah, so, so was that last year? It was last year. Okay. So I, I mean, last, last year. Well, yeah, I mean, last year, we, we got one. We're kind of finishing up. Even though it's graduated, we're still working with it. Yeah, so. okay. So the, the previous fully yeah. closed yes. boot camp. Yes. Um, I was part of. And, it was, you know, it was every, I think it was Wednesday. Thursday. Uh, Thursdays? Every Thursday. Okay. Wow, well. I did do it <laughs> um, Thursdays, um, and you know you had a bunch of different guest speakers from yes. around the area, whether they were investors or whether mm-hmm. they were entrepreneurs or um, just other people in the space, mm-hmm. advisors, whatever it was. Um, and it was really cool um, to kind of open the mindset. And one thing that I really got from the boot camp, mm-hmm. obviously I learned all the great lessons from those people, but I also just got the realization that those people are here. Yes, um, yes. Hearing about entrepreneurship and being interested and in going to UK, you don't realize they're walking among you. Honestly. Absolutely, the the fellow students that you get to know mm-hmm. in that, plus the people in the community. I mean, you cannot have successful, in my opinion, you cannot have a successful entrepreneurial ecosystem without that support system. Yeah. You've got to have people that are there that can help to who have been down the road, maybe in a more traditional sense. Mm-hmm. That they can bring some of those traditional management skills into a new idea. Yeah, you know, sometimes people want to discount the gray hairs. Don't discount too much. <laughs> There's gray hair underneath that color there. But you go, you, you know, they bring some knowledge in. Mm-hmm. I had I had a student the other day say, "I just don't understand your generation." I said, "Well, said that to you." Yeah, no, it's cool. <laughs> and I said, "I got it." But you know, we're the generation that's buying your product. Yeah, and there's some knowledge to be gained. From that generation, mm-hmm. you're you're bringing new ideas, but there's still some there's always still some common thread that yeah. goes through all business mm-hmm. for any business venture, right? Um, but you know the the boot camp uh, back to I think you're, I went off track a little bit there. Uh, I I think having those outside people to come in and, and talk about their experiences, you know, we actually have people come in from time to time and talk about their failures too. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. You need to talk about your failures. Yeah, you need to learn and celebrate them. those failures. I had to learn this. This is something that I had to learn. And and I remember Leif and Lamar, 
mm-hmm. had a failure part a couple of years ago. Down at Commerce, Lexington, I don't know if you were around at that point, but they brought people in who went through the process, didn't quite work out, and they talked about their stories. How can we learn from that? Mm-hmm. How do we pivot from that? That's all part of the process. So it's, but you're right, it's across campus. The great thing about the book is graduate students, undergraduate students, ag, engineering, we have journalism involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, you name it, I don't think there's not a college that's not represented somehow in that. Yeah. And they're all coming into GAD, which is good for GAD. Yeah. Yeah. There are people that come through this and say, you know, maybe I want to get my MBA. You yeah, know, and cool. they think about that. Yeah, very cool. So, you know, you got awareness, you know, within the certain entrepreneurial community uh, within GAD and some of these other colleges. How are you guys working to get awareness about entrepreneurship outside of these, you know, niche groups uh, with the general population of students? General population? Well, we do lunch and learns okay. that we try to bring, and they're open to anybody. Uh, we actually had a panel back in February from Fuji, and that was great. Uh, we had people come and talk about what's about that leap of faith. But that's open to anybody. Yeah. In fact, our programs are always open to anyone. We had one back at last April around female entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And we actually had, uh, it's amazing about networking. I met a lady at an ACA, American Capital Association meeting, that runs the Chump Fund out of Chattanooga. And it's focused on investing in women-led companies. So she came as the speaker. And we had Kayla Mount with Superfan U out of Louisville. You may have heard of them, who's their, their, their co-founder. Talk about entrepreneurship. And that was open to the community. Yep. It's, and it's open to the students. We try to go to convenient hours, like either at 5 o'clock or at lunch. So they can grow, come through, grab a piece of pizza, and, and, and learn about that. So um, it is still amazing. People don't know about us yeah. time for time, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a continuing education process. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric is always promoting things in the community. We just had an event yesterday, Spark, uh, with about female entrepreneurship. And it was a great panel. Uh, of, of female entrepreneurs, full room. The people are hungry for this. I will yeah. tell you, students are hungry for this. Yeah. I think something that school that, that the university is starting to look at in Gatton is to teach entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And I, there's right now a search for a lecture in entrepreneurship. That's awesome. Because I mean, and something that bring, hopefully brings some that said experience, not just open the book, let's talk about entrepreneurship. Yeah. But let's talk about real life, what I went yeah. through. I, that's such a subject that you need the experience. You do. Yeah. You do. So I think the university started to see the students are wanting this. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Because when, when I went through UK, uh, you know, I was there for two years. I was here in Ghana for two years. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like the awareness was there. No. Um, and I hope it's, you know, starting to get to that point. Um, and I think, you know, you guys are doing a great job. So it's awesome to hear that because, you know, just doing this podcast, you know, we're noticing a lot of people are coming to us and said, you know, it's great that you guys are talking about this because yeah. I don't hear anybody else talking about it right. mm-hmm. our age, you yeah. know. Um, so I think it's really important. That is true. That yeah. is very true. <laughs> that is very true. And that's what excites me is I started off in a minute ago. Having this podcast alone says something's happening, right? Yeah. Yeah. You all took the impetus to go forward and say, we need to get this the word out there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I appreciate that because it takes people like you all that helps to, yeah. you know, kind of nudge things along. Universities are slow. Yeah. yeah. They are slow. Uh, <laughs> I was... they, they, they won't be happy, but they are slow. Yeah. And they always have been. And they always have been. And we had to vote by committee, and we have yeah. so many processes. It's, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. I, I get some of it, but it's not very entrepreneurial. No, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I noticed uh, when I was in. And that was part of the, my decision to, to leave eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a great opportunity. Yeah. But I was so frustrated that the opportunity, you know, I would have probably left eventually, whether that was right. there or not. Right, Really? Um, yeah. I would have probably. I've never heard you say was, that before. Yeah, I was. I was pretty sick. I was. I didn't. I wasn't happy. 
Okay. Um, yeah. But, you know. If these programs had been around, would that have been a difference? Yeah, so they weren't. You're right. Yeah. Uh, there probably would have been a huge difference. Uh, I would have got involved because, um, you know, the venture studio wasn't there right. until I started to, you know, make my way out. Um, but, yeah, there weren't necessarily any classes I could have, you know, taken. Uh, there weren't, uh, you know, the venture studio. There no. I had to find my own groups within UK. Right. Luckily, I went to the uh, business LLP, yeah. Living Learning Program. So it was okay. just a group of a lot of like-minded people. Right. And if I hadn't done that, um, I don't even know if I'd be the same person I am today. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't have figured out I liked entrepreneurship. Right. Because I met Michael Lewis. Yo, my I met, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I met TJ. I met yeah. you know Danny Perry. You know these are my best friends who yeah. started companies together. Right. Uh, but I didn't meet them, uh, and I didn't go through these programs that I, that I found myself. Were you part of Finance U? Uh, I was. I thought yeah. so, okay. Yep, so the whole Finance U crew. But I didn't find that. I don't even know if I'd be, you know, sitting here or talking about technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once I did and figured out, you know, that UK um, wasn't really supporting that at the time, uh, it frustrated me. But, you know, it's great to see and hear that that's starting to happen, you know, with your team. We're, we're, we're preaching the word. We're trying yeah. to get it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying every opportunity yeah. to, to get it out there and to tell people what we're doing. There's still people trying to grasp it, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's it's counter to, to everything else that you learn in school. It's, it is. Yeah. Well, back to your commercialization. Can you kick in really, and this is where Ian's working very carefully with, and we're working with him. If we get some of these this technologies, seeing patents on the wall is great. That's, there, there's a patent. Yeah. What are we going to do with that? And mm-hmm. if we can get to the point of developing, seeing if there's a market, getting people and getting it out into the market, there's royalty streams. Yeah. That come back to the university. The inventor gets their course and, mm-hmm. and it's it's divvied out across the university. You know, and that that needs to increase. I think y'all mentioned yeah. in your last yeah. podcast. We were talking I mean, about you know, comparing it with Stanford, which is not it's uh, not a comparison. Uh, <laughs> probably unfair. We probably shouldn't have done that. Oh, that's okay. No. But we were showing <laughs> these you know, the, these this is dream, what could be possible. These are the dream places yeah. on yeah. East yeah. and West, right? Yeah. Like I just did like the scene on the radio. But you know, Kentucky does the, the region does have have that. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. at a different level. Yeah. I'm not sure we have to be Stanford. No. You know, yeah. but there's certainly something to, to aspire to be. Mm-hmm. I just think that there's so much here if we just capture it, if we give yeah. people to support it financially as well. I mean, this take, it takes money and funding yeah. to, to have the support system yeah. in place. We're lucky to be funded by the Cabinet for Economic Development mm-hmm. for the Innovation Office and through EDA with the University Center and then with the University Matches there. And we're very blessed. There was actually, a, uh, and I, I want to take a moment to, to acknowledge this. There was an endowment for the Von Ahmed Center. Okay. It was created in 2000 uh, by Dick First, the, well, the dean of the business college. He was the first suite up there. And I mm-hmm. got a chance to work with Dick First. Fantastic gentleman. Very instrumental in founding of the Bluegrass Angels. Okay. That's it. He got that endowment from Doug Von Ahmed in place. Think about this. Around entrepreneurship, no one was talking about entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Think about this. You know, that's... I, you know, as much as it gets frustrating, two thousand, you said, yeah, around 2000, 2001, 2002, yeah. no one's talking about this. The Innovation yeah. Act had just been a- enacted. So I, you know, as much as I get frustrated with the funding piece and trying to make sure we yeah. keep going, I go back to say, well, we're one of the if maybe the only program in Kentucky, yeah, that has that kind of a down that early talking mm-hmm. about entrepreneurship. Was that around the dot com boom? I think so. Yeah. Yes. That might have been a good motivating factor. Well, I think you get your bucks for brains. It was as a program that the, uh, the legislature put in place that if you raise dollars, then they would be matched from this bucks for brains. Okay. So yeah. that, that that also encouraged more donations. For sure. So, you know, I say that. So, I mean, there is a forethinking person that was a, a gray hair, I will tell mm-hmm. you. <laughs> he was fantastic. And 
there are people out there in this community. Don't you find this community to be very supportive too? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, just from getting involved and meeting people and networking, you know, everybody wants to help each other. They do. I feel like everybody wants to bring the community up. Yeah, yes. Because it's such an early stage community. Mm-hmm. You're starting to see signs that it's going to be growing, so everybody's excited about it. And that's why, you know, again, that's why we started the podcast. Yeah, it's like America's those... biggest small town. Yeah, I feel like is how that's yeah. why. That's why I'm attracted that's good. to this place. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly right. The uh, funding was something that I wanted to bring up. I know, sure. obviously. Um, you know, the the budget is in the news right now, and mm-hmm. certain issues of the Kentucky budget have reached the national level mm-hmm. um, with the, the teacher strikes and All everything right. that's going on. Um, I know in the original budget that Governor Bevin proposed last year, mm-hmm. um, there was cutting for all entrepreneurial resources at mm-hmm. higher education across the state. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that impacts the Von Allman Center? Um, I know I don't. I currently don't believe we have a budget. I don't think one is passed yet. No, no, it's 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 there. Did it just pass? Because yeah, I know they vetoed. Yeah, okay. they, they, they overrode the vetoes. And oh, it's, okay. It's a, there's a cleanup bill. We'll see how that, that okay. hasn't been formed. I mean, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Okay. There was, uh, there was, I guess there was a pot of money that was a part. Of, there were 70 programs out there. There was a pot of money. I should say pot. That was there. And I, it had the name Entrepreneurship on it, Center mm-hmm. for Entrepreneurship. Uh, it actually related more to the university's match for the federal grant that was received for the small business development centers across the state. Okay. Which are very critical, very critical mm-hmm. piece of the network. And that was the university's match for that. So okay. you've got your, you got an SBDC in, in Louisville and here in Eastern Kentucky. And many of those are UK employees. Some mm-hmm. are employees of their local entities, but the match comes through UK, UK ministers that. So that didn't affect our program. Our program doesn't get a direct appropriations from the General Assembly. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't even have our budgets are purely based upon the two grants, the EDA grant and then the, and the uh, economic development grant. And then we're talking about the downtown office and our, cop, our campus. There are three of us up on cam- up on campus, mm-hmm. uh, and then EDA, and uh-huh. then the universities match out the endowment and other. And we're always that's where our struggle is. Is the university a match? It's trying to make sure we always have the university a match. People are trying to really help us there and mm-hmm. discover a way to make this a little bit easier. I spent last year going out and talking to colleges. Because like I said, I'm touching college. we are touching colleges beyond business. Mm-hmm. Like Ag, Ag's been a huge supporter. Nancy yeah. Cox, I give a shout out to her, mm-hmm. has supported us with that match. And we greatly appreciate it. Then we have arts and sciences that support us and engineering has supported us, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to try to do that. <laughs> Try to find a way we don't have to spend a lot of time always going and doing that. Yeah. And kind of do more on program. So keep our fingers crossed we can keep that match coming in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we run pretty thin, basically, but yeah. it, it doing some good things. Yeah. Well, for that's sure. great. You know, back to talking about the different colleges, do you feel like there's one college or one piece of technology within the college that is uh, kind of standing out? You know, you mentioned biotech earlier. Mm-hmm. We hear a lot about biotech, and there seems to be a lot of funding in the healthcare system here in Lexington. Is there a particular college that you see doing a really great job? They're all learning how to, com- I mean, they're all getting better at commercialization. Yeah. A lot of that research in with medical is going to take time. Back to my patient's question, because yeah. either a medical device, there might be different classes of medical device that's going to take time to get through the process. If it's a new drug or new treatment, that takes time. Mm-hmm. So that's seeing the results of that is, is take, as I say, it takes time. Yeah. There's a company here. Uh, was called Alilix, Joseph Chappelle out of the, out of college pharmacy, uh, around uh, had a platform uh, that actually Alilix was then acquired and all their patents were acquired by a Swiss company called Evolva. Mm-hmm. 
and it's still here. Hmm. And they're doing cool. they continue to do research. So it does happen, but you don't get a real splash out of some of those sometimes. Yeah. Um, you know, there's always there's a lot of software development coming out of of uh, out of College of Engineering. I think that's where IT is located. Yeah. Um, ag. I mean. If you look at our just at the boot camp pieces, ag is huge. Engineer, yeah. engineers are always. I will tell you, but that and college of business are two top. Yeah. Those are the that things that just makes sense. That does. They, they're yeah. the thinkers, the tinkerers, the the you know. Let's solve a problem. You know, yeah. situation. Um, Mosquito mate is another example yeah, of one. They, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. They, that's they, they're busy right now. Yeah, they're busy they're right busy now. Florida, I mean, right uh, yeah, yeah. I and mean, they've just that's exciting, and that's been a long process. I remember working with Steve when I was over at the cabinet, and then we helped them get early funding when I was downtown with mm-hmm. the for the uh, it was a Kentucky Enterprise Fund, uh, which again was state funding. So the state does support this. People don't realize this. Yeah. Thirty thousand dollar grant got them started. They've gotten major SBR, then got match from Kentucky. So that program's out there. So I think that's really helped them in the commercialization process. Yeah. And now they have a product. I mean, yeah. it's out there and it's, yeah. it's people are taking notice. Who yeah. ever thought about commercializing mosquitoes? Yeah, well, we, we, uh, we did some research on them and you know, would love to have them on a show eventually. But we saw that they uh, had partnered with a company owned by Google. Exactly, Alphabet, yes. Which is yes. awesome to hear mm-hmm. because yes. that's really exciting news. It's very exciting mm-hmm. news. Yeah. Here it is in Kentucky. It's completely yeah. developed at the University of Kentucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they're trying to launch, I think they're trying to start their sales process pretty soon. But you've got to start using this technologies, this this platform in it, this time of year. Yeah. So you get it get it in, in place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Getting those kind of stories out, I think, is really important because it, you know, it inspires, you know, the students here to mm-hmm. say, okay, well, you know, this research here at the university eventually led them to join and work with the team at Google. You know, that doesn't, yeah. you don't hear about Google in Kentucky. No. You just don't. And so yeah. the fact that that's happening, you know, is a really cool story. And it, it makes it real. It's not just like, yeah. oh, it's, I could do this. No, this is, these people did it like yeah. this year. And these are job and opportunities it, too for students. I think we have yeah. a college of business students and we're trying to connect with them at, at this, at now. Mm-hmm. If they're, but if they're willing to take that leap, it is yeah. going to be different. Yeah. You know this, mm-hmm. working for a startup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got to have the right mentality yeah because you're going into uh, into something that's still new and young yeah but yep. you could be at the beginning of something exactly mm-hmm. yeah one thing um that we've discussed um a lot especially on that episode a couple couple weeks ago um is entrepreneurship being beneficial beyond just starting your own company mm-hmm. having that study of entrepreneurship that critical thinking the the motivation to build mm-hmm. um how do your programs help out people who don't necessarily want to start their own company. Well, I'll go back to bootcamp. Maybe I'm using this because it seems to be the a perfect example. You can come in as a member. You mm-hmm. don't have to bring an idea. And we've had more people want to apply because they wanted to hone their skills. Mm-hmm. One of the most important things is the soft skills. The soft skills of being able to get up and present, mm-hmm. being able to network. And that's you think this is weird, teaching how to network and why that's important. Oh, I really don't want to go to that. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I mean, those are the things that we do simple things. We had a networking event over at Pazos at this last boot camp. Mm-hmm. They had a grid of people they had to find in the room. Get off your phone, go meet them, shake their hand, yeah. and they kind of sign you know, their spot on the grid. <laughs> but that taught them about networking yeah. and about yeah. you never know who you're going to meet mm-hmm. at any given time that's going to be helpful or you can be helpful to them down the road. Yeah. And so we teach those skills. You're right. It's not about starting a business, but you still take those skills. So you go work for 
We have a young man that's going to work for Toyota. Can you stop by the office the other day? Was in this year's boot camp. How the skills he took from that helped him to be part of Toyota's artificial intelligence to, uh, research that they're doing. Really, it was amazing to hear him talk about the skill set that he took from that. He was able to talk about the boot camp, and, and that that got someone's, you know, attention because what's important in big businesses is intrapreneurship yeah. within a company. Yeah. So if you take these individuals into a company, it's going to make that existing company successful. Yeah. Because they're going to inspire and encourage they them. They grow their department like something they're building. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So it's a skill set that can go beyond creating a company. In fact, we, we would love to be people that come in there because they bring a skill set that's going to help that idea go further. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, they're going to prove themselves. I've had people actually talk about this. It's not like evangelistic, but it changes their life in a way. I have a letter we received from one of the College of Engineering that's getting one of our current teams yeah. talking about, yes, he learned all this in his classes to an extent, but he really understood it by implementing it through boot camp. So yeah. I, I think that there's nothing, experiential is very important. Yeah. The fact you touched on those soft skills, you know, that's, that's what I learned doing mm -hmm. Finance U, mm -hmm. doing Gun Ambassadors. And, and, you know, when I joined, you know, the, the Fuji team yeah. and did sales, you know, right from the get-go, I probably wouldn't have been able to do that. Right. Previously, I hadn't learned those soft skills, learn how to communicate uh, with these brands and talk to them. And it's a confidence the level idea. too, right? Yeah, it, absolutely. It, it builds a confidence level in yep. you to be able to, yeah. to to be able to discuss with people yeah. that idea. And I was I was naturally I'm still naturally a very quiet person. Uh huh. Uh, but being able to come out of that yeah. and be confident and yeah. pitch an idea and talk to people uh, has been what I've taken away probably the most uh, from what I got involved in the early days of entrepreneurship. Uh, yeah. you know, with those programs. Awesome. Well, I, was just, I was just gonna say that you know, if you think about it, many times you got to sell yourself. A hundred percent. So nothing else. So nothing else. You come into camp that you can sell yourself sitting across from an interview. I guarantee you, someone's gone through the through a, a program like the boot camp. I can't say the boot camp's the end all, but they go through that program. They're gonna be able to sit across from an employer, and you're gonna see a sense of confidence. I guarantee you. Mm -hmm. I love watching people, and this is I go. I could talk about faculty that have gone through this. Yeah. who got so excited how they could do it in two minutes, you know. Um, it, it is a confidence level that shows yeah. up. I'm going to go real quick and tell you about another program we did. Yeah. Because it, it goes around this, this idea. Uh, CCTS, and that's going to be Center for Clinical Translational Science. For two years now, we have actually worked with that program. We had their big spring conference, over a 1,000 people. They do their posters, their academic posters. You've all seen oh, them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You look at them and your eyes glaze over. I have no <laughs> idea what that says. <laughs> we have learned through one of the other programs we did is that researchers really can't pitch their posters. Yeah. They could talk about it for 15 minutes, but they can't really pitch it. So we started a, last year was two minute, this year was one minute, pitch your poster event. And we had mm -hmm. 25 people go through coaching about how to pitch, what does it mean to pitch, how do you about putting a personal story to tie it into what you're developing. Yeah. And we had 25 people, researchers, getting up there and presenting. And we gave a little money away to the top five teams, yeah. uh, five researchers. That is a step. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now they're excited. One wants to come into UK Excel. Some may come into boot camp. I will tell you, they're, they're, they're so small, but they were so precise. You know, yeah. they had to know exactly, like, oh, just breathe with this. Yeah, you, uh -huh. you got the science. Now let's... And I mean that every one of them started with that personal story at the beginning to tie it in. It's like, oh, you listened. Yeah. You know? yeah. They, they, they were coachable. Yeah. And you've got very highly motivated people. So if we can take highly motivated people and give them those soft skills as well, 
gosh, what can they do? You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the personal story is, is always key. Yeah. Yeah. When I pitch, you know, Fuji to, you know, these big brands like Nike or, yeah. or Paramount or, you know, whoever it is, yeah. I always make sure to tell them, hey, we're from Kentucky. You know, we started in Kentucky uh, and we grew the company in Kentucky. Yeah. And that's something that they don't hear. No. You know, they probably never in their How career. How do they react to that? Uh, you know, it's just, they're like, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and always, you know, on top of the call, you know, when you're you know, just chit-chatting back and forth, you ask where they're from, right. uh, where is the company based. Uh, of course, I know, but I just ask them anyways. But then they'll ask me the same question because I'm asking, I'm basically queuing up for them to ask Yeah, me. exactly. Uh, yeah. And then they ask me, I say, oh, we're from Lexington. You know, it's not a very common place for startups. Yeah. And I say that, you know, with pride and they hear sure. that. Yeah. And so they get a connection out of that. Yeah. And so I've noticed that uh, when I'm selling Fuji. So it's awesome yeah. you mentioned, you know. Personal stories. Personal stories. I mean, it was so, so fun to take to watch researchers who always want to talk about molecules. And I mean, they really came forward and said, that, you know, if you have someone that would need to be treated for blah blah blah, you know, mm-hmm. and they would be able to, you capture someone's attention. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, the gentleman that uh, that won actually went through it last year, came back this year. He got a director's award last year, came back this year out of dentistry. Yeah. And uh, David Jensen. I mean, you had people stopping and listening and really being, you know, and that's exciting too, because mm-hmm. people that are researchers, I'm sorry, don't, this is going to probably, it's boring <laughs> to some extent. What's yeah, exciting is what are you going to do with it? Exactly. Right? The commercialization. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And they, they thought, man, that was really, really cool. And in fact, they want next year when we make the awards, they want the winner to actually make the one minute pitch in front of the thousand people. That's so that's cool. that's exciting. Now, now they want yeah. to hear well, what was he talking about. We want to know what that yeah. is. So yeah. now they're thinking of it on that level. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. That's Very awesome. cool. Let's uh, let's take a step out of Kentucky sure. for a minute. Yeah. Just talk about you know what general technologies yeah. are getting you excited right now. Well, AI. Yeah, it's yeah. really um, really taking off, uh, and people are threatened by it. Mm-hmm. Elon they, Musk, one, one yeah. of the people, <laughs> you know, talking about yeah, the you know, side effects. You know, yeah. they're they're threatened by it. But at the same time, if you're prepared for it, and you do the training of people, I mean, it, people always say it's going to replace all these jobs. Mm-hmm. It's replacing those that aren't value added. If you can retrain mm-hmm. that person to do, yep. to do something that's value added, first off, I think they're going to enjoy their job. 100%. More, mm-hmm. right? So we, we don't need to be threatened by it. I think we need to understand it. Yeah. But I do think that that's starting to take, take off, as we yeah. all know. AI and... You mentioned that the education piece, because yeah. AI and education are going to go hand in hand, because mm-hmm. AI is going to replace our education, our past education. Mm-hmm. A lot of that is going to be replaced by AI, so you're going to have to retool yeah. these people. Uh, that's where a lot of my thinking goes. I say it all the time. You know, a lot of my thinking goes towards education, and mm-hmm. uh, ways technology can you know improve that. Because once again, the personal experience piece. Yeah, you had a very yeah. real experience. Yeah, and so it's also that you know you mentioned with AI comes education of, of humans. Absolutely, we're not just you know educating them. Computers, because they're going to be replacing what we're doing. You have to educate the people. And, and there still time. has to be some control by somebody yeah. of the yeah. AI information, right? There's yeah. got to be someone that has to. You, you, you don't remove the human equation completely out of it. No. Yeah. You know, I don't think that ever. I mean, it could, but I don't think that would ever happen. I mean, science fiction tells us it would, but we'll yeah. See. yeah. Um, one thing I, I do get, I do worry a bit sometimes. I look for companies that are actually doing things that are helping the human good, improving the human life. Social enterprises? Yeah, mm-hmm. I would like to see, uh, uh, e- e-commerce is great, you know, all that, but I do worry sometimes, I don't, I get, I don't see things that are solving, you know, there's, there's, there's sparse water in some places, how do we get more water there? Yeah, how do we yeah, feed yeah. people? How do we, mm-hmm. you know, those are important things because we gotta take care of the human race. Yeah, yeah. 
And so I would like to find more ways to, the others are great, but I just feel like sometimes they're, they're sexy. Yeah. Okay. Time to treat a problem, you know. Yeah. Sometimes it's not, a, but I like to find more people doing that. Yeah. I yeah. think I think money is the biggest driver it with that, you know, the profits the, and it revenue is. Yeah. or what's you know, you know, just down your mind. just talking about commercialization for research. That's so attractive because oh my gosh, we can make money off of this. Right. When you start to have something that's a little more nonprofit focused, right. even if it is a for-profit business, a social enterprise, you could be making more money doing something else. Well, yeah. unfortunately, you know, that's such a motivator. I think Kentucky's adopted this new uh, public uh, B corporations. Mm -hmm. Which are to now? Can you going to set set up in Kentucky someone that is a company that has that kind of like that double bottom line, mm -hmm. where they have, but you go into it knowing that that mm -hmm. I my profit would be this, but a portion of that profit will go here, and mm -hmm. I know that I'm wanting to do more than just make money, but yeah. I also would like to see that benefit something else. That's a different business type. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. The public Public B Corporation. It was a past this about a year ago, I think. Okay. Yeah. That's really cool. So from incorporation, it has a focus on that. Well, example would be one of the, and actually people know of uh, Rubicon yep. in yeah. Atlanta, right? Nate mm -hmm. Morris, who's mm -hmm. actually one of our mentors for the for Bonhomet Center. Mm -hmm. uh, his company is that. Okay. He's been a big cool. driver behind that. Because I, I think that's important. I mean, you know, Fanny, she was kind of that. Yeah. No, right? We, we were a long time debating whether or not we were going to be not-for-profit right. or for-profit. Um, and eventually we went for-profit, whether that was the right decision or not. Um, who knows? Yeah. But we were really debating whether or not we should be a nonprofit just because yeah. of the nature of the business. Right. I, at the end of the day, it probably wasn't going to be a huge revenue generator mm -hmm. or profit generator. But, um, you know, we were going to help a lot of people if it worked. Right. Yeah, so right. we were definitely debating that. It's something that I think I'd like to continue to explore. And how do we get people to understand when they invest that dollar, they're going to get a return. But part of the return is the social good that it does. Yeah. yeah. And I do believe your generation... I believe really are toward like they do enjoy seeing things go back to benefit others. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the sense I get. Yeah, um, I think part of that is just the internet and in general has given us a different scope of the world. You know, yeah. we're starting to look and see that's know, different parts of the world and the way they're living mm -hmm. because of the internet, because of YouTube, because of Facebook, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. and so that's why we're starting to think about it more. Um, and you know, we're starting to raise our voices. Uh, and bring these issues about. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you all think that your generation are risk takers? In what in what sense? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Make it broad. Yeah. Are they... um, yes. Okay. I would say so. Um, I feel like, you know, one thing that I'm super, super big on is just like the idea of experiences being such a driver. Mm -hmm. um, you know, whether that's the experience of starting a business or the mm -hmm. experience of going on a trip or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. um, and I think because we're just so driven to these experiences and all these things that gets us out there. Okay. And so I think inherently it's more risk bearing. I, I, I think you all as a group, as a generation are, but it's two extremes. There are those that are and those that really want security, yeah. corporate America. Yeah. If we could somehow though even touch both of those, Mm -hmm. Those even going to, like, back to our whole idea of entrepreneurship, there's an entrepreneurial spirit inside. Those that are going to a more traditional route, if we can instill in them this way of thinking outside the box, mm -hmm. then we've done, our, we've done something, right? I think we've helped to, that's going to make that a better business in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Because they're going to be ready to pivot when they need to pivot. We've got people that can think, oh my gosh, we need to change. 
You know, how do we do that? Some people know how to do that, but someone like that, if we give them the skills that they have the confidence to do that, mm -hmm. could lead the way yeah. with that organization. Yeah, yeah. for me, I, I'm not sure uh, necessarily where you know risk taking fits into our generation. I can't really tell, mm -hmm. but I, I, I'm kind of you know a lot of my thinking is where does risk taking come from? Mm -hmm. You know, how do you get that confidence to take risk? Yeah. For me, uh, it was my mom. You know, supporting every decision that's cool. You know, I made yeah. um, and being there. You know, when I made a mistake or even when I did well. So I'm wondering, you know, how do we get that kind of support for everybody? You know, because a lot of people, you know, don't necessarily want to take risks. They want security. Uh, maybe because there was, you know, not that support. There was, mm -hmm. um, you know, these things happening in their early life that they just want to be safe. Yeah. You know, they just want to feel safe, so they don't take risks. Um, and so for me, I don't think whether, you know, the generation is, you know, more risk-taking or not. Mm -hmm. You know, I think more of how do we get people to take risks um, because... You know, I think it, I, I think the... The, the source of that, and y'all touched on in your last podcast. Yeah, I listened to the whole thing. <laughs> is education? Yeah, early. Yeah, early to walk to talk to. I don't think priest. You can talk a little bit of in, in, in elementary, but high, for sure middle school and high school. We've got the lieutenant governor's challenge that's coming up the weekend after next. That's coming to be hosted here again. Mm -hmm. Those are high school students, but early on, talking about that, get them an experience of what it means. And, but you've got to have the support system. Actually, yeah. the schools have yeah. got to be supportive of that. They've got, I can't think, we've also got to tell people, and we all go through this, it's okay to fail. Yep. And again, it's that's what okay my mom to you know, fail. really instilled in me. And I think, you know, I mean, I'm one of the person that have a hard time with myself. Yeah. But I've started, I've learned through this process, it's okay to fail. Mm -hmm. You learn from that, as long as you learn from it. Now, yeah. if you fail, you Can't don't do your mistakes. Exactly, yeah. you know. But I think we need to try to give, and I think you start to become that risk. So when you go to either traditional route yeah. or your own startup, those skill sets are really in both places. And I think I think I think people that are hiring are going to start trying to look for people like that. Cor you know, corporate America things are not they're not the same. They're not the same. No. It's not always a steady, straight path. Things change dramatically, you know. And so look at Facebook. What they're yeah. dealing with right now, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, and uh, I think there's that's some of the challenges. Is it where, how, where will they come out at the end of the day on this? Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned things changing. Uh, let's kind of you know phase out the episode. Would love yeah, to sure. hear your thoughts or your final summary of how Lexington's changing. Uh, you know, from now and going forward. Sure. Well, Lexington's come a long ways in my six or seven years in this in this position. I've I've seen things change. Mm -hmm. I've seen support. There have been people early on, Randall Stevens of the world, that, that have actually encouraged, still part of it, very much involved. People like that have helped to plant the seeds, put things in place. My predecessor, Dean Harvey, uh, helped to create the boot camp. I think there are people in this community that are willing to help initiate new programs and support new programs. Mm -hmm. I want to encourage people to financially support those as well because we need to create that ecosystem that gives an entrepreneur whether it's going to be an entrepreneur of their own startup or someone that is going to be an entrepreneur mm -hmm. within a business of a business, they have the confidence to try these new things and try to develop new ideas. And I think Lexington has the ground. I mean, it's a very giving community. Yeah. You've got to show the results and you've yeah. got to show what, why they need to do that. And I'm hoping that the more successes we bring in, you know, to do that, we've got a great infrastructure program. Bluegrass Angels, mm -hmm. they're investing, they're creating their fourth fund. So we got to say that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It's not West Coast size, but they are, I mean, your fourth fund. And they've yeah. created two of those in just the last four years. 
and they're investing. Yeah. So that's there. So there, it's there. Mm -hmm. I think I'm really tired of people saying we don't have it. We do have it. Yeah. It is here. We need more realization of it, and that's what we're yeah. here for. That's yeah, yeah, that's exactly this. what this podcast is for. It's awareness. Yeah. It's awareness. It is here, and uh, you got to. But people need to be patient and supportive, and continue to support.